Money Podcast. Joseph support here alongside Mr. Ryan Paulson. Week three of the NFL season. Nick Mullins week, Ryan, why? Daddy always needs a new pair of shoes, especially when Nick Mullins is back in our lives. If Nick Mullins is a starter, the shoe money is rolling in. I mean, that's just what history tells us. Uh, anytime Nick Mullins starts, it's a print fest, yes. Is it, it was, is, he, is he your second biggest NFL score behind, of course, the, uh, the Drew Stanton uh, score? Yes. Yes, bad quarterbacks only lead to good scores. That's uh, everybody knows that rule. This is this is this is a really fun week. There's a lot of discount chalk plays that make uh, that make things very interesting in terms of where you're going to get variance, uh, who you're going to pay up for. Um, we're coming off a, a, a bit of a weird week, week two. Obviously, the big NFL story was was some great games, but all the injuries. But hey. I mean, Dalton Schultz balled out. The teaser parlay hit. We've got maybe a five-teamer coming back this week. It's all happening, Ryan. I love it. I, fe- I felt like the plays were in place last week, and I just didn't hit the right combination, which was very frustrating. feel even better about this week just because the, the top plays seem obvious, like very obvious. Right. But then, it's, then... Hard, it's hard to make a bad lineup. Right. But And so, so the, the differentiation is is going to be the combinations. What are your combinations? Uh, and we'll go through all of that, as we always do. And we'll start, Ryan, at quarterback, where where the top of it highlights, you know, there there are guys this week that you just you want to plug in because they've ended up in a good situation and, and, and you put them in because they're $51 or $5,700, wherever the price is. And they're and and they're replacing an injured running back, for example. We'll get to it. So you plug them in, and then there are guys that you need to target because the game is going to be insane. And we have two of them right here, and Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. They're the top of the QB market, seventy-three and seventy-two hundred bucks. Thirty-four points for Wilson last week, forty-three for Dak. I mean, take your pick. Yeah, I love them both. You love them both. We all love them both. Absolutely. If we're splitting hairs here, I prefer Dak on the road. Lower team total. I think Seattle could get Chris Carson a little bit more involved, but vice versa, Zeke could be involved. I just think Dak might find himself in a situation where he's throwing more frequently. Mike McCarthy was quoted this week that they want to play very fast. They do not want to necessarily keep Russell Wilson off the field. They just want to score and then score again. Love that. We know Pete Carroll would love to run the football as much as possible if it's an option for them. So if I'm picking one of them, I'm going with Dak. But I love Russ, and when I do play him, it's going to be at least with Lockett or Metcalf, if not both. And I think it's one of those two guys at the top. And, I I mean, Kyler Murray, for sure, a great play this week. Can Detroit keep it close enough that Kyler is going to hit a ceiling? Yeah, the the first bit of variance here is is Kyler because I, I think Wilson Dak, you know, the Seahawk Cowboy game is going to be the obvious stack. Uh, it's got the highest total on, on the week, it, and and it just it is it's the premier game of the week outside of the Monday night game, and and so I I think that's where most people looking to stack will stack. So if you slide in with only one piece from that game, and you go Kyler instead. And then stack, you know, DeAndre and Galladay, say, if he's healthy coming back, there's there's a little bit of variance. I do like Kyler. Uh, he's $400 cheaper than Dak, um, which isn't a lot, but it's enough. And he's gone, you know, 27 and 33 his first two weeks. Um, I, I, like, I like Kyler quite a bit. If, if only as a guy to just get me some difference. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to be the three highest-owned quarterbacks. Uh, I'm seeing Kyler as the most popular right now. That's obviously uh, pretty early to determine before Sunday, but I would, like all three. I would, I would, I would wonder though what the stack is there. Like, if is it if Kyler's even if Kyler's the most owned, are people really stacking that game versus stacking Seahawks Cowboys? You know what I mean. Where, where if you go all in with Dak, that's the difference. 
Yes, I totally agree because Detroit, there's really not that, okay, we're, we're doing Kyler and Hopkins and bringing it back. Galladay, we don't know for sure. Uh, and then since he's been out, nobody's really emerged as the go-to offensive centerpiece for them that you feel confident bringing it back with that guy. We like TJ Hawkinson, but he's not seeing a ton of target volume. We thought Marvin Jones might fill that void. He has not. So to me, that one's a little bit riskier in the fact that you oh, just don't sure. feel as good with the bringbacks. But with Dak and Russ, I mean, you got Lockett and Metcalf. You got Zeke because he catches the ball a ton. You got Amari. You got CeeDee Lamb, who they're featuring a lot, and your boy Dalton Schultz, of course. My guy. So to me, that's the way more appealing game stack. It's just if I'm building that, I need to be – everybody needs to be aware of who else are you putting in that lineup and how much chalk is it? Yeah. You know, if it's a cash game, do whatever you want. But in a tournament, you've got to be a little bit different, at least in one or two spots. Right. Uh, I totally um, totally agree there. Go uh, ahead. Sorry. I, I, I like Cam Newton for $100 cheaper than Kyler. It's the same thing. Like, you can do Cam by himself because he's been running a lot, and they have a big team total again against Vegas. But you can compare, you can pair him up with Edelman. You can bring it back with Waller or Jacobs. I like that a little bit. It's just, I think that one's going to fly a little bit more under the radar. So I like that as well. But after those four guys, and Josh Allen always, of course, that game's interesting. That game is what are those defenses? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams this week. uh, And you may hear about that game at the end here. Um, uh, when when we when we shoe money it's it's a very tasty line I like, um, but I I think you're right I mean Cam Cam is an option he's he's not I'd rather have the hundred dollars more expensive for Kyler even though I understand what you're saying about um, Newton being such so lowly owned um, in comparison but uh, you're right after that I mean it's a it's a it's a seven hundred dollar drop to I mean Justin Herbert's interesting to me. 5900 bucks is probably a little too expensive for me, but, I mean, he did put up a heck of a game last week. He gets he gets a decent matchup here. Uh, I don't hate him. In fact, I think he's interesting with a full week, but I'd, I'd probably go cheaper. Uh, but Herbert's an option for me. Yeah, we talked about this a couple days ago when that horrific Tyrod Taylor story came out. And Yow. The Chargers wanted him to start this week, which is also concerning. But kids threw for over 300 yards and ran for a touchdown on the ground. We love that. I'm seeing 1% ownership on him. Love that. Carolina is a real soft defense. You have some legitimate pairing options with Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. We'll see what they do with the running backs. It's been a bizarre split so far through two weeks yeah that's a it's a real shame as a as a season-long austin eckler guy that's a problem yeah as a season-long austin eckler guy who just lost mccaffrey well we have mike davis on the other bring back so i love that as well so it's interesting because if you do herbert into let's say keenan allen and bring it back with mike davis or dj moore then play all the dudes from dallas and seattle around that yep you know, love an idea like that, but there's a couple other guys. It's the same scenario. I don't love these guys for like my tighter builds or my cash teams, but uh, next on my list, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, he, he's he's just he continues to be a thing, and the matchup this week is incredible against Atlanta. So for fifty seven hundred right. bucks, uh, I if if you're building a ton of lineups, I think Mitch has got to be a quarterback in one of them. For sure, and we love going to Allen Robinson. And this is a great matchup for them to hit both of their ceilings. And then on the other side, it's Calvin Ridley. But also it's going to be Julio if we don't play him. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, I, was, I, I, I wrote down in my note under Calvin Ridley, is, is he the number one now in Atlanta? And now that I've written that, the Julio Jones game is coming. Yes, but Calvin Ridley is also on pace for 32 touchdowns this year. <laughs> so, so there is that but like that same thing you get those pieces from that game then fill it in with the chalky guys that you love and you're getting different while also playing the games that you like so i love this approach to this week that yeah play a lot of dallas and seattle but this is a way to get different while playing that game mm-hmm. and you know a couple hundred dollars more cheap 
Daniel Jones, 5,500 against San Francisco, who has all sorts of injuries. All sorts of injury problems. Yes, he just lost Saquon, but, um, I mean, he Dimes, Dimes put up numbers uh, without his full complement of weapons last year. I see no reason why he can't. Um, and, and honestly, it may just fuel his own legs more. I mean, that offensive line that he's working with is not great. Um, he hasn't gotten help yet from any of his wide receivers or his tight ends, really. Um, if that starts to kick in against a banged-up San Francisco defense, I could see him having a game here. I like Dimes. And and the other side yeah. of the ball, we talked about it at the top. I like Nick Mullins, too. Okay. So let's talk about it this way very quickly. We like Herbert, we like Mitch, we like Dimes, we like Mullins. What is your order of preference? Oh, taking into account the prices. Yeah. Um, things. Yep. I probably like Oh boy. Uh in terms of the prices, Mullins one, Mitch two, Dimes two A, Herbert four. You're a little higher on Mullins. You know, I love the guy because he helped me make a lot of money one night, but... Yeah, that's fair. No Kittle, looks like. I'm worried about the options and the fact that he's ideally not their guy, but... But the Giants defense... And the Giants defense is so bad. I mean, it's still bad. And it's... That that doesn't vibe with what I'm going to say later in the show, but it's so bad. So who do you put first? I think I like Trubisky for price and matchup and just competency. Uh, I think Dimes and Herbert are close for me. Yeah. And then Mullins Mullins would be behind that. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm building 10 lineups this week, I think I might have one of them all and then try to get the, uh, the other chalkier guys around it that I like just to be different while getting exposure to that game and hoping for upside with all these guys. Yeah. Because I, there no ownership on any of these guys at all. Yeah, and I, 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 if if given a second shot, I would revise and put Mitch at one. I just, I don't know, felt bad about putting Mitch Trubisky number one at any uh, any list of quarterbacks out there. But uh, Just too cheap, and Atlanta is so bad on defense. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. And it's indoors, which I love. And... If Atlanta gets out in front, perfect. Yep. Yep. No, I'm sorry, I just think there. Mitch to A-Rob is just the best connection of all four of these guys. Yes, and I would agree. And, and you're right. I mean, Mullins has gotten – I mean, Jordan Reed's his best target, 100%. Oh, God. Still too soon, man. The, the Jordan Reed game. <laughs> oh. Unreal. The tilt, man. The tilt I was mean, out of control. That was – that was that was one of the more tilting weeks we've had in a long time, where where you've got three three Jordan Reed lineups, and then that morning you pivot him, and he scores two touchdowns, and I think like the first half, and then everything. Else I hate Kyle Shanahan for I, I I just wish I never read the report that they were going to play him twenty snaps. Yep, and he played like twenty five in the first half. Ignorance is bliss, something like that. Oh God, let's uh, let's go to running back here. Um, where I I mean the the story really is is the discount guys, and and who you're paying down to, and which choices you're making there. Except for one notable running back that both of us love, uh, that I would like to give you the the chance to wax on here, uh, who's above six thousand dollars in Miles Sanders. He's still way, way too cheap. And against a Cincinnati defense that Philadelphia should be able to have their way with, look, he's going to be really popular. I'm still going to have more of him than anybody else. Not 100%, but he's going to be on a lot of my teams because I think he's that good of a play. And Philadelphia is struggling enough that he has been the lone, consistent bright spot. And, yes, he played one game. I get that. But he looked great. And when you can just bank on heavy volume for a guy, I think by the end of the year we're looking at him above $8,000. And he had 20 attempts against the Rams, caught three balls on seven targets. Yep. He's just too cheap. It's the best chuck. I'm eating it. I love him. Uh, Now, I think there's plenty of options above and below, and I want to mix and match Sanders with all of them. 
Yeah, I, I want to ask about one in particular above him. Um, and, and then from there you can you can feel free to, to go on to any of the guys above him. Um, but to start with, $1,300 price jump for Jonathan Taylor. But he got 26 attempts last week, 22 points. He's now 7K. That's obviously less tasty than 5,700 where we got him last week. Um, but again, 26 attempts. And Indiana is, or Indianapolis, excuse me, is taking on the Jets. I mean, in a game where you've got to expect, I mean, San Francisco's practice squad basically put it on the Jets in New York last week to the to the point that they were cruising through that game. I, I don't see why Indianapolis won't do the same. Oh, giddy up again. Still too cheap. Same thing. I think he's an $8,000 running back. Okay. And I think the only downside is they get up by so much that they just manage his workload. Okay. Like that that is my concern. That's, that's is that your only they concern, legitimately yeah. get up too much and then they temper his workload because obviously. But I don't know, man. He gets twenty touches. Two of them could be touchdowns. Yeah. Hundred yards plus, couple yeah. grabs out no, of the I, backfield. Like, I, oh yeah. I, I like him. I mean the thirteen hundred dollar price jump is jarring, but um I mean, for me, I, I, I know Zeke is always a good play at 8,300. I just, I, I think I want more options in that passing game. You know, I know Derrick Henry at 7,800 is is a good play. But, I mean, he got 25 rushes last week and only only pulled eight points. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I, I just, I, I don't trust anything in Minnesota right now. Um, Josh Jacobs in New England, you know, I, I, Honestly, I think Taylor's the first running back I really, really like here on this slate, even though those guys are all fine plays. Um, so I'll, I'll have a lot of Taylor. Yeah, love Taylor, love Sanders. Very likely that those two are my highest-owned running backs of the week, most likely, especially considering FanDuel. Like, those two are locks over there, where it's half-point PPR and no bonus. Mm-hmm. Running backs are just much better. Um, I like Elliott. I don't know if he's going to make my main team on DraftKings. And the way I'm looking at him is I, I think I'd prefer him on my Russell Wilson teams, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. You know, Game flow. I, I think the way that we see Russell hit a ceiling is if Dallas is ahead. And if they're ahead, I think we see a lot of Zeke. You know, this mm-hmm. seems like a week where I don't really want Dak and Zeke together very much, if at all. Right. So that's kind of the way I'm approaching it. Derrick Henry failing against the Jags last week, big disappointment because he has obliterated them in his career. And I'm not seeing enough out of Dalvin. And Tennessee has still proven to be pretty efficient. If they get behind, 7,600 is a little much. So I don't yeah. really know how I feel about him. That seems too pricey for me. Mm-hmm. Don't really like that. I agree. Um, Josh Jacobs, interesting. He's got the questionable tag right now. Dot, not super involved in the passing game against New Orleans, which was a big concern for me because if they get behind here at Foxborough, you know, he had three targets last week compared to six in week one. If you think he's going to get that six target range, then I think he becomes more interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know how I feel about the other guys in this 6K range. Like Nick Chubb, him and Hunt are just – it's really hard to, to really pin them down. Yeah. We already talked about the Eckler and Josh Kelly situation, too much split there. But Carolina is like the worst team against running backs through two weeks. Obviously, that's on DraftKings and your opponent ranking. Um, James Cotner? Question mark? Uh, 6,700 feels cheap, honestly, for a guy coming off a 23-point uh, performance with uh, with 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, so I, I think you could, James Conner, especially because I think Houston is going to struggle with this with this Pittsburgh front seven. And I think this is going to be a game that, that Pittsburgh's pretty much, uh, you know, clear ahead here. So I, I think this could be a James Conner game. I, I don't hate him at 6,700. The... The problem just becomes, you know, I lo- I like Miles Sanders, as we talked about, and he's cheaper. And then as we start to go lower, like, there are guys who are good plays, like Connor, in some respects, Carson, um, you know, keep going, you know, Kenyon Drake, excuse me, at 6,000, fine. It's But it's just, like, the lower we go, the more I'm like, why am I just not going to 
paid Mike Davis fifty one hundred or even Josh Kelly at five k because he's cheap enough where I can gamble on the split where maybe I don't want to pay that premium with Eckler at his price or you know take your pick of Jarek McKinnon or Jeff Wilson at, at forty nine hundred or four k respectively and and I feel better about spending cheaper there and then going to get the wide receivers in in games where the totals are in the mid fifties. Yeah, that's a very logical approach, and I totally get that. Um, These guys that we're talking about, if you're building more than five lineups and you want to be a little bit more different, that's where they come into play. Yeah. Um, Carson, game stacks for me. I don't love him as a one-off. I'd rather do Dak in a stack and then bring it back with Carson and Lockett or Metcalf, something like that. But I agree. Sanders or Taylor, just better plays for me. Those are my one-offs. Kenyon Drake, big total for Arizona. And if it's not Kyler and Hopkins, maybe we see Drake break out finally because he's been off to a very slow start. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's he's interesting. He's my favorite of those six thousand dollar plays. Definitely, uh, Joe Mixon is going to get completely lost in the shuffle because he's not involved in the passing game yet. And that tends to be if they when can keep Mixon it close. If they can keep it close. He's very interesting, but don't feel great about that. Um, but yeah, let's go to the, the value guys that you mentioned. Mike Davis had eight targets and eight catches last week. I love him. I love him. I just I, I I know it feels foolish a little bit to be to be in on him this heavily, but uh, he's not Christian McCaffrey, obviously. But he got eight targets last week, as you just said, for seventy four yards. He's gonna be the clear number one back in that offense for whatever that offense is. So he's fifty one hundred dollars and he's getting a you know a lead running back share in an offense where the lead running back catches a bunch of passes. I love him. He's a free square to me. Uh, I've come around on him a lot. You know, initially when I saw McCaffrey was out, I texted you, I will not play Mike Davis. I will not play Mike Davis. And now it's like, well, kind of got to like Mike Davis. I think you got to. be real. You like the Chargers in this game, right? Yeah, I, I, I think you got to you gotta like the Chargers. I mean, six and a half points is interesting against Justin Herbert. Um but, I, yeah, I think you have to like the Chargers to win the game. Right. And do we think that Mike Davis is going to get one carry? No. He's going to get way more than that. And if they get behind, like we think they will, I don't think eight targets is out of the question again. Mm-hmm. If he finds the end zone, he smashes that price tag. Yeah. And I just don't think he's going to be as popular as he probably should either. And that's another thing. It's interesting. I see him... Uh, less popular than Jeff Wilson, Melvin Gordon, Jarek McKinnon, Derek Henry, and then all the other guys we like. Yeah, I mean, it's, that, that McKinnon-Wilson thing, I mean, hey, you're getting a discount Kyle Shanahan running back. I mean, yes, please. Um, what worries me is the split. I, I think I like McKinnon to catch a bunch of passes. Now, he's the more expensive one, but I, I like him to catch a bunch of passes and, and Wilson to be the guy running the ball. Um, but I, I would feel fine taking either of those guys. Like, I texted you, this is a week where you can go target premium guys in great spots, like your Dax, like your Wilsons, like a bunch of wide receivers we're going to talk about, and then feel really good about whoever it is you have to fill out with. So even if, you know, you've got, you're looking at to fill a flex spot, you've got great, you got eight guys you really like, and you've got 4K left. I feel great about having Jeff Wilson be that 4K spent. Yeah, interesting. And yeah, I think he, I, I don't know, th- that ownership seems a little weird to me. I think McKinnon will be higher owned and Wilson will be lower owned than what I'm looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like you prefer Mike Davis to Jarek McKinnon straight up. I do, yes. Do you like Jeff Wilson price considered more than Mike Davis or still Mike Davis? Still Mike Davis. Okay. Mike Davis for me is is the free square of, of this slate. Just plug him in. Yeah, less competition, I think. You really don't know what Shanahan's going to do. Right. So I agree. And with the usage that we saw with Mike Davis after McCaffrey's out, I think it's easier to feel confident in his workload being maybe not the same with the passing game, but maybe five, six targets at mm-hmm. least and then way more carries, and probably the goal line back if they get there. Yep. So I'm with you there. And that's all I have for RB. Uh, I mentioned Josh Kelly. Just quick, what do you do there? 5K, it's been a, been a pretty, pretty 
pretty, I mean, he got 23 attempts last week. Eckler's been seeing the field a lot. It's been kind of a 50-50 split there between them. Um, but he is 5K, where Eckler's, you know, in that in that upper 6,000 6, range. Um, He's you, a clear third to me behind Davis and McKinnon. But, I would agree with that. Like we just said, if we expect the Chargers to be up big, it's a great matchup. He's 5K. If he's going to get 15 carries conservatively yeah. and they use him on the goal line, he hasn't gotten a touchdown. Oh, no, he did get one against Cincinnati. Excuse me. Uh, I think he can pay that off. It's yeah. just Mike Davis, clearer role. McKinnon, to me, I think I just feel a little bit more confident about his explosiveness because this dude is coming out of nowhere for me. Yeah, no, I you know, I, We thought I this agree. was the Eckler job. I, I would agree. He's He's third for me. All right, wide receiver, uh, we've talked about a couple of them already. Um, you know, DeAndre, I think, is great uh, if you're playing Kyler. 16 targets, 9 targets the last two weeks. Um, but, you know, then, then these three guys, and, and feel free to sprinkle in any, any others that I'm leaving out. Ridley, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, and let's, let's go ahead and throw in Lockett and make it four. Those are the four guys I want. Let's do this first. Who do you like more out of Metcalf and Lockett, or is it close enough that you're just going to play them both? Um, I will play them both. I I would pick uh, Metcalf over Lockett if I had to pick one. I can't choose. I like I like them both so much that I'm going to have you know nearly even of both of them. Yep. But I mean, Atlanta obliterated Dallas obliterated their defense. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about that at all. So I think both of these guys can eat, especially if Dallas shows up and Russ has to cook. Yeah, I mean... And, and look, that's what we're hoping for. You know, Metcalf's got 14 targets in through two games. Uh, Lockett's got 16. You know, so, I mean, the, these guys, they, there's a reason they're priced $100 apart. It's because, you know, they are largely inseparable. They both have one touchdown... Um, it's, it's hard, it's hard to pick. I would just take a flyer, I guess, on, on Lockett being the bigger, more physical wide receiver against, against the Dallas secondary. Um, but you can't go wrong playing either one of them. And with, with 23 targets through two games, you can't go wrong. I think bringing Amari Cooper back the other way. Yeah. Gotta love Cooper, even though it feels like he's been very quiet, right? But he hasn't been. Mm-hmm. You know, he had 14 targets in week one, nine against Atlanta, and he has not had the touchdown yet. And so far, Seattle is giving up the most DraftKings points to opposing wide receivers. So I love Cooper and one of these guys at least. And uh, I think that's how I'll get in, uh, in cash games in my main lineup. I love Hopkins. I really do. But... To me, I have concerns just like with Devontae Adams last week. Big favorite. Aaron Jones got all the work. Devontae came up a little hobbled. And yeah. Hopkins didn't have a shot, or uh, Adams didn't have a shot at a ceiling. I could see that being the case here. Yep. No, I, I agree. That's, I, I just, if, if I'm playing Kyler, I'm going to try and play DeAndre with him. Uh, but really, I mean, my, my target is, is Calvin Ridley, who's got like 33. Three and thirty-nine is that what it is? Thirty-three and thirty-seven in two games. He's got twenty-two targets in two games. Um, I'm not going to say what I wrote down again because I don't. I don't want this to be the Julio Jones week. Um, but I just I, I love Ridley here. Yeah, let's say he gets the similar production in Dallas and only gets one touchdown, even if he scores none. He's still pretty good, and he's getting enough volume. And I think like we like Chicago to put up some points here. Mm -hmm. I think that the volume should remain. And I don't know. I think people are going to get scared off of the price tag there. Not me. I'll, I'll, I, right, I'll but I think all. other people will. Right, right. A uh, little lower. What, uh, well, actually, before we go, I mean, Diggs, Thielen, Evans, Godwin, uh, Juju, anything there? I mean, they're, they're largely passes for me, especially the guys in Tampa Bay. I know Evans put up numbers last week, but that was really without Godwin, both of those guys back. Now, uh, again, what I said about Minnesota, I totally love Diggs, but this is, in general, 
I love Diggs, but that's a big price, and this is a weird game against a really good defense. Yeah, he's going to probably see a lot of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And I don't know. If I'm making 10 teams, I might do Josh Allen to Diggs. I'll put it that way. But he's not going to be a featured thing for me. I do not like the Minnesota offense. I just like uh, – Thielen's fine, but give me Amari, give me DK, give me Lockett. Yeah. And same thing with the Tampa guys. Now that Godwin's going to play, I don't feel like playing whack-a-mole in a game that they could just dominate on the ground against Denver – who's starting Jeff Driscoll without Cortland Sutton. Right. I don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, we should probably talk about Amari Cooper and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. We haven't gotten to those guys yet. So uh, definitely like them. Allen Robinson, 6,200, still too cheap. Hasn't put it together yet, but we love that matchup. Yep. If you're playing Ridley with Ryan or Mitch, a Rob is a is a great play in yep. there. Elman with the questionable tag, but him and Cam clearly have some chemistry. Yeah, I, I I feel like everyone in New England gets a questionable tag, and Edelman I feel like just always has like Edelman always is questionable with a shoulder. Um, so it that doesn't scare me too much as as long as reports trend well. I guess this is his knee, not his shoulder this week. Um, but sixty two hundred, I, I really like what they're developing there. So. I would, after 11 targets last week, I would take a piece of Edelman. Um, I might, though, go $100 cheaper and go to Keenan Allen, who got 10 targets from Herbert last week um, and and could could very easily become a safety valve for a young quarterback. That's, I mean, that kind of a, of a precise route runner who catches balls in traffic could be the guy for Herbert. So I like Keenan Allen, um, and I'll, I, I will skip down to one more guy I really like here. Um, rather than pay seven thousand for Stefan Diggs to get Jalen Ramsey, fifty seven hundred bucks for John Brown. I like that price a lot. And your logic behind that is perfect. That if Ramsey is gonna lock down Diggs like he's capable of doing, and if Buffalo has to throw the ball, Josh Allen loves him some John Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I echo your Keenan Allen statements. Uh, love him. I think he's the guy in that passing game that I would like to get a piece of if I'm playing one of them. Uh, AJ Green's seen a lot of targets, but it's not amounting to anything, and now he's probably going to see a lot of Darius Slay. Yeah. Don't really love that. Philly's doing better with their secondary now. Yep. It's a shame. We had a good run. Yeah, he was. Uh, Will Fuller, surprisingly healthy, but bad matchup. And I don't know, Terry McLaurin just keeps producing. And so it, I think he's interesting. That game is like a dead zone for me. Finger Lakes game of the week right there, Washington and Cleveland. But uh, I totally agree on McLaurin. If, um, you know, I might just, well, John Brown and Terry McLaurin straight up. I think you probably go McLaurin, right? I think the volume is probably more certain because Cleveland should easily win this game. And if Haskins will just chuck it, it might not be very effective, but I think McLaurin, you can bank on the volume. So I'd I'd take Terry. Yeah. Uh, Can I get you anything on CeeDee Lamb? Nine targets, you know, over 100 yards last week, 5,400 bucks in a a game with a a pretty, pretty high total. Definitely. This kid looks like he could be a legitimate superstar from what I've seen of him so far. Granted, you know, the Cowboys got the ball back and that, like, ridiculous ending to that game against Atlanta, and he ended up getting over 100 yards on a couple of catches there. So, like, that number's a little bit inflated, so he's really, like, a tournament-only guy for me. I'm definitely going Amari if I'm playing a Cowboy in cash games, where most of my money will be. But I like him more than, say, Deontay Johnson, who I also have some interest in, Mm -hmm. especially if Juju sits. Especially if Juju sits. Yes, I mean, 10 targets week one, 13 targets week two, and he had a punt return touchdown called back. So that's volume right there for cheap. An important question. Um, At what age do we start calling rookies in the NFL kids? I mean, we're in our 30s, so it happened a while ago for us. But, like, at some point I did that for the first time, and I don't know if it registered then, but every time I do it now, it's like, oh, my God. I am old. They're all kids to me now, except for Larry Fitzgerald. This is what I'm saying. All all the quarterbacks 
and Larry Fitzgerald, all the quarterbacks, the kickers, except my boy Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> what a great name. It's an amazing name. It might be the best name in football since Philippi Sparks. Oh, now we're... I'm loving this. I Man. could do this all day. Just just unbelievable football names? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Giants Peyton had... Hill- an, Peyton Hillis. The, the Giants had an incredible run of, of names. When you, I mean, OCU Minora. Oh, yeah. Flippy Sparks. Can't believe that's where I went in my head. Shout out Jordan Sparks. I have two Sparks. more guys on my list, by the way. For Go ahead, sorry. Oh, they're... We're get, well, one of them is like, all right, you're going to understand this. Nikhil Harry got 12 targets against Seattle with Cam yeah. Newton. Looks like they're developing a rapport, you know. And yep. he's probably going to pop off for a big week or two. Mm-hmm. All right. This one is not great, but just hear me out. All right. Just hear me out. All right. Cortland Sutton's on IR, right? Yeah. We've got Jerry Judy, the rookie, banged up, limited at practice on Wednesday, rib injury. We got a guy for minimum price in Denver who got seven targets last week and a rushing attempt by the name of KJ Hamler, the rookie, and he's going to start with Cortland Sutton out. That's it, kids. We have it's our thin. It is. It may be thin, but it is our Rhett Ellison Memorial Discount Play of the Week. Say his name Look, again. KJ Hamler. Just plug him in. We're all and play in. around and. Things happen. That's all I'm saying. Like, things can open up in a big way. You're like, wow, I can play all the dudes with this guy. Uh, I don't know. He could put up a donut, but I love I, him. I'm going to play him. I love him. And and before we move on, uh, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Wow, the law firm. DeBrickishaw nice. Ferguson. Ferguson uh, Major Applewhite. Do you have a list, like, pre-prepared or, or what? Here? I'm just Googling here. Zoltan Mesko. Wow. Equimania St. Brown. Nice. I love he, all he of He is, these. like, what, the number eight receiver in Green Bay, or is he not there anymore? Where is he? Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, this is you just Google great football names, and, and these are the ones that come up. Um, what about Gardner Minshew? Oh, what an amazing. You're right. How did he not go there first? He sounds like the 14 seed that's about to upset Georgetown in the NCAA basketball tournament. He absolutely does. Come on, give me Equimania St. Brent. Where is he now? I think you were right. I think he was, yeah. Uh, spent the entire 2019 season on injured reserve due to an ankle injury sustained in the preseason. Oh, bummer. I think we were thinking about him like in the week where Marquez Valdez-Scantling ended up being shocked like two years ago. Another incredible name. Yes. that's uh, I'm proud of that one. Yeah. Well done. All right, tight end. Um, I mean, is it Jordan Reed week again? I mean, look, <laughs> I'm not listening to Kyle Shanahan. I know that, but... Let's be real. Nick Mullins is probably going to go to him a lot. I mean, he's he's legitimately the best wide receiver, the best the best pass catch, catching option they're going to have outside of the running backs. The running back is probably, yeah. I mean, Jarek McKinnon is probably one, and Reed is 1A. So, yeah, I like him a lot. Seven seven catches on eight targets uh, with two touchdowns last week. I mean, that, that sort of a tight end line is second only to Dalton Schultz's nine catches on ten targets for a touchdown. Yeah, I think read your guy in that offense and 4K with eight targets and red zone looks. That's great. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what you're looking for out of a tight end. Yep. Um, obviously, we need Kittle out. Obviously. Right. Right. Um, right. right. I think he's going to sit. If Kittle plays, I I don't like paying up for a tight end, but I do like Kittle at 6300 if he plays. Yeah. See, now you're talking. You know, that's a beautiful low-owned stack with Nick Mullins because why wouldn't you throw him the ball 15 times? Exactly. Um, can I interest you in almost $6,000 Tyler Higby who caught three touchdowns last week? I, I, I feel I feel like this happens all the time with Higby. And, 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 and this is backed up, I'm sure, by zero stats. 
But I just feel like we get the Tyler Higby game and then he disappears for three weeks. Or he puts it together for four straight weeks and then disappears for the next the next one when you're finally on him. So um, you can have him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gives you all the value. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting there. Maybe in the Josh Allen stack. Um, the way I would look at it is that Higby, is it a cup or is it Woods? I think maybe Higby. Yeah. Um, Darren Waller for 200 cheaper, 16 targets last week. And, yes, this is a tough defense against tight ends, but if we think New England controls this game, Waller could end up seeing double-digit targets again. Mm-hmm. So he's fine if you're paying up. We always like to spend down, obviously. Yes. I wish Noah Fant were cheaper, but the world is catching on to our Noah Fant. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Zach Ertz or Goddard, that's a pretty even split. Definitely didn't see that being as close as it is, but that's interesting. I like Evan Ingram if I'm playing Danny Dimes. I like that quite a bit. Yep. Uh, I still like my Logan Thomas. He got nine targets last week. It just didn't show up in the box score. But, you know, Washington's going to be chasing against Cleveland. They've been giving up a lot of points to tight ends early this year. He's 3,700. Same thing. He makes a lot of stuff work. Um, and otherwise, I think you're just getting off the board. Do you like Johnny Smith, who's been more involved? Do you like Hayden Hurst, who got more involved again mm-hmm. last week? These guys are fine. Yeah, I liked I – liked, uh... I like Logan Thomas quite a bit there at his price. He he was he was the bottom of my tight end range. I mean he's got seventeen targets in, in through two weeks, so there's there's my tight end there. Yeah, it's just it's an ugly pool this week with not a lot of appealing prices. I think yep. all the guys that you want to play are appropriately priced up. And like I don't know, I try to compare them to wide receivers. Like Darren Waller's fifty seven hundred and then the Seattle and Dallas guys are like six or seven hundred dollars more. I'd rather play those guys. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, that's the way I look at it. Like, Logan Thomas, if you were a $3,700 wide receiver and you're getting eight targets, yeah, I like that for sure. Yep. So that's the way I'm approaching it. I'm playing Logan Thomas in my main lineup, and then based on what I'm doing in my stacks, we'll probably determine who else I'm playing in my pool. And I, I actually agree there. Um, to defense, um, look, I – the highest I'll pay is Tampa Bay at thirty seven hundred, and that's that's pretty expensive. Um, so I'm looking for cheaper options, and I'll just rip through them here quick. Um, Washington's got a great front front four, and Cleveland's offensive line is suspect, and Baker Mayfield can turn the ball over. So I will I will have a piece of the Redskins at three K. Um, I know I said the Giants' defense is terrible earlier, but Nick Mullins is probably going to start, and all of his weapons are out. So at twenty seven hundred bucks, I kind of like the Giants, and uh, I've got a defense playing a playing a quarterback who now you know he's in his second start. So Carolina at basement price of twenty two hundred. Those those are the four options, none of which I really like, pretty much at all. Yeah. Uh, I'll mention the Colts, obviously, 4,100. We don't like to do that, but they're playing the Jets. So no Jamison Crowder again. That team could be a dumpster fire. Uh, I like the Eagles against Joey Burrow. That could backfire, but they could put a lot of pressure on him and cause a couple turnovers at home. Uh, 2,800, obviously the range that we like there. I also like the Bucs. The Bucs are much cheaper over on FanDuel. They're like a lock for me over there because they're – they're basically priced on FanDuel if like they were priced like twenty five or twenty six hundred on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Like they'd be a lock. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Chargers pricey, but I like them. Giants again too cheap against Nick Mullins. Even if they're a bad defense, you got a bad quarterback on the other side. Yep. And even though we like them, same thing. Uh, we like Mitch, but the Falcons are twenty eight hundred, and if they turn him over, which is very possible, gotta like that too. Um, and if you're really, really saving, yeah, I think it would be the Panthers. Yeah. Not, not the Jets. Oh God, not the Jets. Not Texans? the Jets at all. Texans against Ben? I don't know. No. That seems ugly. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I could see that game getting out of hand. At all least right. I the Bengals against Wentz. Nah. I mean, okay. I mean, that's a cute play. It's a cute play that could work out for you, but it's cute. But, yeah, for me, I think for 
like price considered with what I like to do with defense, I think it's the Eagles, but I don't feel great about it. No, I, and I, I like that play. I I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't circle him earlier. I like that play because I think Burrow's good. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, but he is a rookie making his third start, so um, there are worse options there for sure. And he is on the road. That's interesting. That's an interesting call. All right, Mr. That's always last last team in or last last position in is defense. Yeah. What do I have left? Great, we're good. Boom. Let us drop the music and do it here. Shoe money pick time. We'll go through. We will highlight who we like. Uh, just kind of summarize it all. Uh, Mr. Paulson will go, then I will go, and I'll I'll throw in. We're getting. We we won a teaser parlay last week, so we're getting aggressive. And by aggressive, I mean this is a bad idea. But you first, Ryan. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Like, look, we all like the same guys. I prefer Dak Prescott over Russell Wilson. Um, I think I like Kyler a little bit more than Russ, but it's those three are close, and then Cam Newton's a clear fourth for me. And then we're going to drop way down. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, my favorite guy, Danny Dimes, Herbert. Uh, those are kind of like the six guys I'm really focused on. Maybe a sprinkle of Nick Mullins and Josh Allen. Yeah, running back. Miles Sanders, probably the best play on the slate. Mm-hmm. Out of everything we talked about, I think Miles is probably the best play. Jonathan Taylor, same thing. Get your Zeke Elliott. He's the best spend on the slate. And then, of course, the value guys. I like Mike Davis over Jared McKinnon. And I don't know. Kenyon Drake is interesting. So he's in the mix for me there as well. Uh, wide receiver at the top range, yes. DeAndre Hopkins, we love him. We love Amari Cooper. We love both of the Seattle guys, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And because we're getting the froggy, we're going all the way down to the basement at $3,000. KJ Hamler, get him in there, sprinkle him in, get all the dudes, and that's the way to do it. Tight end is Logan Thomas. I don't feel confident recommending anybody else. 100% Logan Thomas. Lock him in, right? <laughs> what could go wrong? Then defense, I'll just say the Eagles, but play whoever fits. Yeah. Uh, a lot of similarity here. Wilson is the quarterback, or Dak, really, then Wilson, then Mitch, the quarterbacks for me. Running back, Taylor, Sanders, Davis, McKinnon, those are the guys. Um, wide receiver is just kind of, I mean, all of these are more like, you know, less difference between the two of us and more just to shift the focus. Ridley, Amari, DK, those are my guys there with a little bit of Keenan Allen and John Brown on the lower end. Uh, and then tight end is ag- agreed with you, Slogan Thomas, and or either one of the tight ends, whichever one is the starter in San Francisco. Uh, and then defenses, yeah, Philly make a great call, don't know why I didn't see it. And then uh, the Giants or the Skins, you know, Carolina, the low end for you, if you need to save the money. And we speak of the money. First of all, Kansas City. Plus three and a half. Give me all of those points. Just, Whoa. just there. I mean, Whoa. I think Kansas City's a better team than Baltimore. I, I, I'd play the money line. I'd play Kansas City. I like them plus three and a half. Uh, though it scares me that that Vegas is giving me a hook there. That makes that makes me nervous. But I have faith in both Andy Reid and his visor, and then Pat Mahomes in that order. By the way, so give me Kansas City. Um, I'm not going to play it, but Dallas plus five is very interesting to me. And so is the Rams plus two and a half. I like both of those lines, uh, but I'm not going to play it. So the Chiefs are my, my sole spread play, but here we go. You want, you want to, you want to get, you, you want to get aggressive with it in week three, Ryan? Here we go. Five team teaser parlay this week. The Pats are minus six. The Rams are plus two and a half. The Colts are minus 11. The Cardinals are minus five and a half. The Bucks are minus six. One, two, three, four, five. Throw that in a six point, six and a half point teaser. You get plus 335 on all of those. So New England just has to win. You get the Rams at nine, basically. Uh, yeah. Indianapolis is now just minus five, basically. Arizona's just got to win. Tampa's just got to win. I mean, where, where does that go wrong? I like them all. I'm not going to lie. You're, you're setting up a, a nice little parlay thing here that I like, even though I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. 
I, I, I like mean, the Ravens this week. I don't know. You like the Ravens this week? I think so, but like I'm totally getting duped into the fact that the Chiefs just aren't showing up because they know they can show up whenever they want. I mean, like that's the thing, right? Right. I mean, it, it, I I just I think I think the Chiefs, whenever they decide to turn it on, will blow off the doors of of whoever they're facing, and you know Monday Night Football against their against what is I think obviously their chief rival in if not the NFL the AFC, I think they turn it up. And I think they blow. I mean, the the Ravens are great, so they're not going to blow the doors off the Ravens, and that that's an overstatement. But I I do think they win. I I think I think they look great doing it. So plus three and a half, I will take the Chiefs. I can't wait. I I think the Ravens' defense is better than we think. Like they're they're getting a lot of pub right now, but I'm curious to see if they can really withstand the Chiefs' onslaught. No, I don't amazing. know if they can, but. They look good, and obviously I like the Chiefs' offense more, but whew, I can't wait. I mean, I, I think it's going to be the best game all year. Yeah, agreed. Shades of uh, of Rams-Chiefs a couple years ago. Can't wait. Yeah, and like I realistically think we're getting, uh, with the teams that we've seen so far through two weeks and what we thought, are we looking at the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship in Week 3 both being played? Yeah, I think I think I mean uh, I think the favorites to be there for sure. You know whether or not it I'm comes to pass. on the Saints. Saints are done. I don't know about done, but um, it's not great. It does not look great for the Saints right now. Oh, I'm out. Breeze can't throw the football downfield, and if Michael Thomas doesn't stay healthy all year, that offense just won't click. And that defense was supposed to be very strong mm-hmm. this year and they got exposed by Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean look, these these things can develop. So I'm not I'm not writing off the Saints yet. Um but it's troubling and you know, I I think things are going to open up for the Cowboys given the division they're in and I mean, I was I was high on the on the on the Seahawks early, so I I think they're legitimately great. And like we mentioned, their defense has not come together yet. Yeah. I think there's upside for the Seahawks, which is crazy to think about. Scary. Scary. I mean, this could be the year it. Russell Wilson's like, hey, yeah, Mahomes and, and Lamar are great. Don't forget about me. Because I'm every bit as good. Oh, let's be real. If Russell were on the Chiefs, multiple Super Bowls, easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's... he's it's. I, I do believe Russell Wilson is the most underrated quarterback in football right now because he never gets talked about, and I, I guess understandably, as the best quarterback in football or in that conversation. And he's absolutely in that conversation. He is amazing. I agree. I mean, oh, I can't wait. Now I'm very excited. Oh, it's gonna be we great. get both of these games in one weekend. It's going to be amazing. Thing. It's going to be great. And you know what? We got a five-team teaser parlay, and we got KJ Hamler winning us all the shoe money. Did I say that? I did. KJ Hamler. It's KJ Hamler week, kids, and it's only gambling if you lose.